Welcome to the Awakening Church, one of the great churches Maui has to offer. And now, Pastor Stephan Pusle with this week's message. Aloha, my name is Pastor Stephan, and it's amazing to have you guys who have walked here, who drove here, or even flew here. We just want to say welcome. We're so glad you made it, uh, especially on a three-day weekend. Give yourself a round of applause. You guys are awesome. Yes. Also, for those tuning in live, I think we got three Ks, Kevin, Kelsey, and uh, Chris are joining us. Mary, welcome. We, we got people joining us from Facebook Live and also tuning in on our Awakening app as well. We just want to say thank you so much for, for being here and tuning in. Um, as you can see with the video, we are going to be talking about suffering. We're going to be talking about suffering and our response to it. But before we do talk about it, and it's best, especially pertinent to what's going on in our nation right now, uh, the turmoil that's happening um, across different um, spectrums, we're going to talk about suffering. But before, you, before I do, I want to talk to you about something that I saw at the airport. I was actually picking up one of the rental cars uh, that we have. I have a little side business, rent out muscle cars. And... Um, I saw this family roll up in a Jeep, and there was about six of them packed into this Jeep. Three adults, three kids. And so I'm just wasting time, killing time, and I like the people watch. How many of you guys like the people watch? You just love, you love to watch the drama, you love to watch all, you know, the, 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 the couples fighting in the airport, you know, the, the person screaming at, the, fly, uh, at the, the, the customer service desk, right, and getting nuts, and they're not going to get anything they're asking for because they're so rude, right? We just like watching people. I like watching people. So I saw this family roll up. And, but this family wasn't like normal family. They weren't all happy. It was really gloomy. And the adults climbed out, got the bags, and it, it looked like one person was leaving. Uh, one of the adults were leaving. And the kids kind of just gravitated to her, were hovering around her. And they were saying things like, I love you, mommy. And then they started breaking down crying. Please don't go, mommy, don't go. And the mom's crying, the kids are crying. It's like, and I'm, in my spirit, I'm hearing broken, broken, broken. I'm seeing these children's hearts tearing in front of me. And I start to get a little bit teary-eyed, right? I, I sense myself going into a place where I'm not only witnessing the suffering, but I'm becoming a part of it because my heart's opening up to... Um, to this situation. And then in that moment when I felt myself getting drawn in, guess what I did? I, sh I shut it down. I shut it down because of things going to my head and like, what, what can I do? What, what, what can I do? I, this, this damage is happening right before my eyes. I mean, the, literally the kids were, were breaking down and one was stomping her foot. Like, it wasn't like a tantrum. It was just like, it was like, uh, Pain and anger mixed together. And they cried, they, they drove in the Jeep and, and went away. Um, and when you see that kind of suffering, you kind of feel helpless sometimes, right? What is our response? When, what is the purpose, right? When we see suffering, uh, a lot of times we'll just tune it out. How many of you are like that? Okay, you see the puppy a commercial where all these, all these puppies don't have homes or they're being abused and neglected, and they're saying, oh, we need your contribution to help these puppies. And you're like, click, I'm not going to watch sad puppies, right? I don't want to do it, right? All right, so we tune it, we, we turn the channel. 
Or maybe when you see suffering, you get angry. And you're like, God, why? Why are you allowing this suffering to happen? Why don't you do something about it? Look at these little poor girls crying, their hearts breaking. Do something. Or if God, you're real, why, why are you on this app? We get angry. And, and, and there's different kinds of responses that we, that we have. Uh, sometimes we even just say, okay, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow my heart to be broken. I'm going to allow myself to, to feel this pain. And the reality is when we see suffering or we're experiencing it, you can never really understand the full meaning of suffering while you're in the fog of human tragedy. It's very hard to see the big picture until you're outside of it. Uh, and with that in mind, we're going to bow our heads and we're going to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to just work this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the good things, Lord, that you are, that you are doing at the Awakening Church. It's exciting. It's exciting to see the growth. It's exciting to see the momentum and people setting up in leadership and serving and partnering and giving. It's just really cool to see people getting baptized and lives being changed here. Father, we just pray that you would continue that growth. Heavenly Father, would you speak through me? A broken vessel, a human Lord, but may you powerfully speak through me the truth in a way that people can, can implement life change. We thank you so much for what you're doing, Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Now, I want to talk about, we're going to go to God's word, and we're going to talk about the best guy in the Bible, Jesus, what, the, what he sees in the meaning of suffering, and then what also should our response be? So we're going to take a look at the books of Luke and John. And by the way, if you have our app, there's a custom awakening Bible. How many of you guys got Bibles with you? Everybody raise your hand. Everybody's got a smartphone. You've got a Bible with you. If you want to follow along on your phone, you can. We're going to provide the, uh, the text up here as well on the television so you can check that out. But we're going to look at the words of Jesus. And the first uh, part of it, he's talking to a religious man. And a religious man is just really, really uh, interested and Jesus, he's really drawn to him, he's, and he's, he's not trying to trap him. He's just asking some honest questions to Jesus about the idea of who our neighbor is and the idea of what's the, the, what is the most important thing in the Bible. And there's this exchange that happens. We're going to take a look at it. We can pull that first verse up here in John chapter 9, verse 1 through 4. And this is what it says. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. Okay, so in this uh, particular situation, the disciples have witnessed something, and they're talking to Jesus. We're talking about suffering, and what's really important here, and this is going to set up the part here where we get to this conversation with, with uh, this religious guy and Jesus, and they're going to talk about the response to it, but the disciples are saying, hey, what's going on? What is the meaning? What is, what is behind this? Why, why is this happening? And it's really interesting if we go back uh, just the first part of this verse. They're saying, hey, why is he blind from birth? Is it because of his sin or his parents' sin? And when I read that text, I'm like, whoa, 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 time out here. Okay, first of all, uh, 
you're saying, is this a result of sin? And the problem with that is this. The problem with that is in the Old Testament, and this is Old Testament theology, people would say, hey, if you're sick, if you get robbed or mugged, if you get killed or something bad happens to you, it's a result of sin. That's why when Job was suffering, right, his friends came up to him and were like, hey, what did you do, Job? What did you do? And he's like, I didn't do anything, right? That was how their way of thinking was, that if something bad happens, it was a result of sin. And that's the first problem, and Jesus is going to address that in a second. But the other problem is this, they said, hey, did this happen to him, Right? Was he born this way, blind because of his own sin? He was born blind! Right? How could, when, like, when could he have possibly sinned? And what they believed that you could even sin in the womb. <laughs> it, it's just like, well, okay, there's some, some things that Jesus had to set it straight, straight here. So let's take a look at the response. So Jesus says, It's not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so that what? So that the power of of God could be seen in him so that the power of God could be seen in him and so and I look at this verse and I I think of a couple things I think of how pertinent that is to today where we see all these things happening and the flooding and it's like if you had a religious person say oh this is happening to Houston because they're sinners God's wrath his judgments happening it's coming on them right no No, the big idea of today, and and this is the big idea, suffering gives us the opportunity to allow God to love through us. That's what it does. It just gives us the opportunity to allow God to love through us on people who are broken, on people who are suffering. And we're going to take a look at, now, so this is, so I feel like this is, there's a meaning or purpose behind suffering, and that's to allow God to work through us. Now, I want to talk about our response what our response should be to suffering. And this is where the religious man comes to Jesus and says, and this is in Luke, by the way, this is where the religious man comes up to Jesus and he's curious about, hey, what's the most important thing in the Bible? And, and Jesus responds, and this is what he says. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 29, he says, just then a religious scholar stood up with a question to test Jesus. Teacher, what do I need to get eternal life? He answered, what is written in God's law? How do you interpret it, he said, that you love the Lord your God with all your passion and your prayer and muscle and intelligence, and that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself? Good answer, said Jesus. Do it and you'll live. Now, this is the important part. Looking for a loophole, he asked, and just how would you define neighbor? (laughs) I love that question. And that brings the reality is that our natural, when we witness, uh, when suffering is witnessed, when suffering is witnessed, our natural response is to look for an out. To look for an out. Trust me, all of us do it, right? When we see suffering, we think, hey, how can I turn the channel? How can I look for an out? How many of you guys have been looking for a movie? This is what I do. I look at movies, the rent. And I look at the reviews, and then I also look at the description of the movie. Like, is it a comedy? Is it because I don't like horror films or anything like that? So I just 
I look for what it is, and then I look at the description, and then you start reading, and it's like, oh, this is a story of, a, of parents who, whose child gets cancer, and they're struggling through it. And I'm like, nope, not watching it. Because I'm going to be, you know what's going to happen is I'm going to be bawling. I'm going to be depressed. It's going to be sad. It's going to be pulling on my emotion, and I don't want to do it. How many of you can identify with that? Right? You know what I'm talking about. We're looking for op, on opt-out because it's hard, because it's difficult. But the reality is, is I, I want to ask you this. Do you think that that's what God does when he sees suffering? Because he sees it. He's God. He cannot not see suffering. When he witnesses it, do you think he, he closes his ears? No, his heart breaks. And then when the Holy Spirit brings uh, something into our view, there ought to be a response. There ought to be a response, right? Because the guy was asking the question, who is my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? Because when you witness suffering, your response ought to be love. And so he was like, I want to try to limit down to who, uh, who could be considered my neighbor, right? So it's the less amount of people that I could have to worry about, right? Simple enough. So, natural response. When we witness, witness suffering, is to opt out, look for an opt out. The second thing is that we do is we, in order to opt out, we look for something else. And what we tend to do is we, uh, we're tempted to, to blame the victim, Right? I know that sounds terrible, but think about it. And you'll, it'll be like, oh, yeah, that's me, right? You think about, okay, there's a hurricane coming in Texas. Why in the heck did you not buy insurance, okay? Two, why didn't you buy one of those little water tube things to put around your house so it prevent it from flooding? I mean, you could have bought one of those things, right? Or three, you saw the warning signs. You could have left, right? You, you could have had insurance, and now you're not in a financial we, You think about these things, so I'm not going to do anything about the suffering I see there because it's their fault. Or maybe God's just judging them all, all those rednecks down there in Texas, right? <laughs> right? So we, we just look for some kind, of, some kind of out, and we end up blaming the victim. And there's all kinds of ways I could go that, there, right? When we see human suffering across the world, we blame them. Oh, well, this. Oh, well, that. Right? And it's not right. And it's not right. Um, and let's take a look at the text. Um, and I, I just, as I look at this text, um, we covered so far, just to review, okay? When we, uh, suffering is witnessed, right? What do we do? We look for out, right? The second thing is what? We blame the victim. Okay? So let's read the text here. Uh, it says, Jesus answered by telling a story. And this is, this is going to, we're going to figure out now, we're going to figure out uh, what the answer is. Okay, here, let me, let me think. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I, um, Dominique, this is the third point, right? Okay, good. So the third point is when we, suffering is witnessed, we get an opportunity to heal physically and spiritually. Physically and spiritually. And we'll see Jesus' answer here, okay? And he says this. There was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. On his way, he was attacked by robbers. They took his clothes, beat him up, and went off 
to leaving him half dead. Luckily, a priest was on his way down the same road. But when he saw him, he angled across to the other side. Then a Levite, a religious man, showed up and also avoided the injured man. Okay, so there's two things going on here. Uh, there is a priest, okay? You could consider him a pastor, okay? And then his, a Levite was the priest's assistant. So you could, you could consider him the pastor's assistant or the assistant pastor, okay? And these two guys, they, they see this man, right? And, and by the way, if we go back to the first verse here, it's real important. This is important. It says, a man, okay, traveling from where? Jerusalem to where? Jericho. So we can assume the historical, where he's traveling historically, that this is a Jewish man that's been clobbed and robbed and left on the road, right? He's a Jewish man. Then there is a Jewish uh, priest and a Levite. You'd think, right, it's his own people. It's his own people that are walking by him and have the opportunity to love their neighbor. But what do they do? They walk away. They walk away. People who should have been responding walked away. But then it goes on. The verse talks about... Let me go across the other side. Yeah. Here we go. Then who? A Samaritan, right? It was a Samaritan traveling the road came on him. When he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He gave him first aid and disaffected his bandages. And what else? And then he lifted him out onto his donkey, led him to the inn, and made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take good care of him. If it costs you any more, put it on my bill, and I'll pay you on my way back. Now, I want to talk about something. Because before this tragedy has happened in Houston, there's been a rift in our and our nation, where we were able to see right up front racism, blatant racism and hate in our country. And it breaks my heart as a pastor to see that. It breaks my heart to see the division. Uh, and as I read this text, I'm thinking, man, Jesus, he's speaking to something that's happening here, right here, and right now. There's these Jewish men and they walk past their Jewish brother who was beaten up. And guess who comes to his help? A Samaritan. I don't know if you know the history of that. If you look at the history of Samaritans, they were kicked out of the Jewish faith. They were, they were pushed away because they had started intermarrying with non-Jewish people. Some of the first uh, interracial couples. And so the Jewish people said, hey, you're gone. And they ostracized them. And so Jesus is intentionally picking in his story some, one of the most hated groups of people that the Jews had around them, Samaritans. And then he uses that example for the person who actually stops and helps. Right? So he's talking about the question of who your neighbor is. Who your neighbor is. And the Samaritan man helps him. So when we witness something, we take a look at, uh, hey, we're, uh, we're going to be naturally drawn to look for an out. Not only that, we'll be naturally looking for uh, an opportunity to blame the victim, right? We are tempted to do that. And then finally, 
when we witness suffering, it gives us the opportunity to allow God to love through us, right? And here's how this happens, okay? So I feel like this tragedy that's happening in Houston right now is only just giving us the opportunity, right, to heal. It's giving us an opportunity to love our neighbor. And I hope that continues to happen. I hope that continues to heal some wounds. Um, but, hey, listen, you're you may saying, okay, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Pastor Stephan, but what do you want me to do about it? What do you want me to do about it? Okay, well, I'm going to challenge you in this, and we're going to take a last a look at this, this text and the last part of it. Luke chapter 10, verse 36 to 37, it says this. What do you think? Which of the three became a neighbor? And this is what Jesus is saying to the, guy, to the scholar. He's saying, which of the three became a neighbor to the man attacked by robbers? The one who treated him kindly? The religion scholar responded. And what did Jesus say? Yeah. He said, go and do the same. Go and do the same. And so that's what I want to challenge you to do this morning. I want you to challenge you to do something when you see your brothers, your sisters suffering, when you look at the news, don't, don't shut it out. Say, hey, what can I do to help? And I'll tell you a couple things, a couple things that you probably shouldn't do. Don't buy a bunch of baby formula. and Don't buy a bunch of water and then sh- and ship it out over there. That's a waste of time and resources and money. Just give financially to any one of these great organizations. You saw one on that intro video. Um, there's a Red Cross, a Salvation Army. These are some... some places that will actually look at how they can best utilize the resources to help the need right where they're at. Um, and so uh, I want to I challenge you to act, to do something financially to help your, your uh, fellow countrymen who are suffering. And um, we're going to do that in, in just a second. Um, but I want to close with this, and I want to close with this challenge to you because I really believe that suffering not only gives us the opportunity to love on people, allows God to love through us to people who are hurting, but also I believe that suffering is like a fire. It's like a fire that burns and then reveals what we're made of. It reveals what we're made of. And let's take a look at this verse here. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13. I'm going to invite the band up. Each one's work would be clearly shown for what it is. For the day of judgment will disclose it because it is to be revealed with what? With fire, and fire will test the quality and the character and worth of each person's work. Right? And so I believe that tragedy with suffering gives us an opportunity to see what we're made of. Right? It's, it, it reveals where our character is at. Will we look away when somebody's suffering? Or will that reveal that there's real character within you, a spiritual maturity that you say, hey, I can do something. I can do something. And so we're going to close with prayer. And as I'm talking, um, maybe after service at some point or maybe sometime this week, you can go online and you can research because there's different organizations. You can research the best one you can give to, uh, the one that you're going to get the best bang for your buck. But I want you to think about how you can do that. Um, but we're going to close with prayer because, you know, Jesus, he, he said, here's the meaning behind suffering and here's our response. And sometimes maybe you feel like you're the kind of person that kind of pushes suffering away. 
or you look the other direction, or you walk on the other side of the street because it makes you uncomfortable. And maybe God is saying to you this morning, maybe God is saying, hey, I want to I open up your heart a little bit more. I want to I grow your heart to be a little bit bigger. Uh, I want you to, to taste it, to feel a little bit more of the weight of when you see suffering. When I bring it into your life, um, how should you respond? And for some of us, it's really difficult. So we're going to pray and ask God for help with that. So we all bow our heads, close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for uh, this morning. We thank you for, um, God, that you are still God and you're still control. Um, Lord, we lift up our nation. And if you could pray with me right now, we, we lift up our nation, Lord. It's, there's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of uh, anger, hatred. Um, a lot of people are um, just far from you, God. Uh, Lord, we just pray for healing. We pray for um, the capacity to love no matter what race or, or culture you came from. Lord, I just pray that we could, uh, um, our hearts could break not only for the brokenness, but for, for the suffering that's happening right now and the flooding that's happening in Houston, Lord. And I just pray that maybe you could use this tragedy to bring people closer together, to get us on the same page, to heal. And, um, and Lord, we just thank you so much for uh, just this opportunity to love our, our brothers and sisters. So um, as we pray, if you feel like, man, it's, this is difficult to me uh, to not tune stuff out. It's difficult for me to, uh, to really allow my heart to be broken for someone or some, some situation. Uh, and you, you can say, man, I, I need God's help. To, I need him to grow my heart. Would you be courageous with anybody, without anybody looking around? Would you say, hey, that's me. I feel like, man, God can grow me in any way. Uh, without any looking around, God, heads that bowed, eyes closed, you can raise your hand. God bless you. I see your hand there. Good, good. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hand. Good. God bless you. Awesome. Awesome. Lord, we thank you for um, this opportunity. Um, we thank you for growing our hearts. Um, and, uh, and we just thank you that you're going to do your thing. Um, continue to pray this morning. If you feel like you're far from God, and if you feel like you're just, man, I've never, I've never given God a chance, and I'd like to do that. Or maybe you have a long time ago, and you've gotten off track, and you want to rededicate your life to him. You want to get back on track. I want to show you how to say a simple prayer. And when we say this prayer, I just went, if everybody could say it out loud together. I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to have you stand up. I'm not going to embarrass you. Um, but uh, say this prayer, and if everybody could say it out loud, you just have a real conversation with God. And this is how it goes. You say this. You say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died on the cross, but not only did you die, Jesus, you rose from the dead. You conquered death so that I could be free. Jesus, I believe you're Lord, and I want you to be Lord of my life. Come to my heart. Wash me clean. Make me a new person. In Jesus' precious name, and everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you for joining us this week. The Awakening Church is a church that unchurched people love to attend, where real people can come as they are and connect with others who love God. If you're on Maui, please come join us. If you're not on Maui or you can't attend a service, check us out online at theawakening.org or download our Awakening Church app. You'll find past messages, online Bible studies, scripture, and lots of other cool stuff, including ways where you can help us continue our mission. If this message has blessed you, you can help us increase our reach by giving to The Awakening Church, either on our app or online. 
Thank you for joining us. Aloha.